Diamonds sparkling on her fingers even now as we stepped outside and down a set of stone steps to a gravel path. Why is that, matron? I asked. It invites distraction and risks offence. A crucifix, for example, might cause discomfort for our Jewish patients and benefactors. I see, I said, but resolved to wear it under my clothes where it wouldn't be seen, for it was my talisman of better times. The hospital's garden filled in the wide space between its west and east wings, the dense flower beds having already begun to shed the last of their blossoms and colour with the coming of autumn. On the garden's far side, beyond the ends of the building, lay a shady lawn and a tennis court. Matron Lux led me down a path that skirted the eastern wing, which towered over us several stories, until about halfway along its length we came to a set of stairs leading up to another pair of doors. We entered through them into an open lobby with two wards on each side, to the right and left. We paused here, allowing for a longer glance through their double doors than I'd previously been given. Some of the patients were sitting up in their beds while others reclined, Some had bandages wrapping various parts of their bodies, the injuries and maladies of the others not plainly visible. Gloucester and Bowley wards on your left, the matron said. Cambridge and Albert on your right. Your regular duties will not require you to enter any of the wards. You will refrain from doing so unless directed otherwise. Yes, ma'am, I said. We crossed the lobby and exited from the opposite side of the wing onto an open square where women were washing and scrubbing iron bed frames, the smell of carbolic more pungent in the air than it had been inside the hospital. Additional bed frames that appeared in need of paint or repair waited in forlorn stacks in the corners of the courtyard. A third hospital wing enclosed the square on the opposite side and to the left, and a somewhat forsaken quality oppressed the space. That is the grocer's wing. Matron Lux pointed across the way and then nodded toward the women at work. And this is commonly referred to as Bedstead Square for obvious reasons. We descended a few steps and turned to the right, strolling down the length of the square, and a short distance later we reached another flight of concrete steps, these leading downward to a low wooden door into what appeared to be the basement of the east wing. Matron Lux halted before the top of the stairs. That door leads to Mr. Merrick's quarters. I looked again, suddenly fearful and a mite curious. The door had a fanlight above it and a narrow sash window at its side, through which I wondered if the elephant man was watching us even then, just on the other side of the darkened glass. At that thought, I felt a prickly coating of unease spread over my scalp. We will return here later, the matron said, and strolled on in the direction we'd been going. When we do so, you will curtsy upon your introduction to Mr. Merrick. You may offer him your hand to shake if you wish, but as a maid that is not expected of you. I can, however, say that he would deeply appreciate it, and he may extend his hand to you. When it comes to members of our sex, he has a kind of general infatuation, but it is naive and quite innocent, I assure you. Then I shall take his hand, I said, though the thought unsettled me, but I did wish to be kind to him. Good, 
I've not found a way to adequately prepare a person for their first encounter with Mr. Merrick. His appearance is quite extraordinary, and his deformity renders his speech difficult to understand. I'm sure I'll grow accustomed. Most people do, with time. Dr. Treves, you will meet him later this evening, now understands his speech completely, and though I still have some difficulty in that area, Mr. Merrick's appearance strikes me but little. That offered me a measure of reassurance, though I remembered there had been others before me for whom he had proved too much. We approached the end of the hospital's east wing, where it joined with another building perpendicular to it, and climbed a few steps to another set of doors. Through them, we came into a small wainscoted foyer, decorated with vases and plants, and from which a corridor reached outward and a staircase climbed both upward and...